0: Welcome to Declaration Life. I'm your host, Christabel Braden. I'm a survivor of traumatic brain injury and a singer-songwriter, and I just love sharing hope and joy and encouragement and life, and that's what this podcast is all about, living with intention. Today we're going to talk all about growing in our faith and how to grow in relationship with God. I've invited my friend Shantae Inu to join me to talk about this topic because she's gone through her own journey on growing in her faith, and she's gonna share some of that journey and encouragement for all of you guys listening today. I hope that you can take something out of this episode to know that faith is personal to all of us, and I'm just excited to tackle this topic, so. Thank you for listening. So glad that you're here. And let's get started. So I'm not giving up. Live Am a declaration life. Declare truth. Am Declare not giving hope. Up. Declare life. Giving up? It's time once again for the declaration segment. This is the part of the podcast where I share a declaration that you can speak over your life because I truly believe that what we tell ourselves matters, and we have to be telling ourselves the right things. Today's declaration is, The truth will set me free. Now, that comes straight out of Scripture today. I'm going to read you this passage from John 8, 31 and 32, where Jesus says, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, And the truth will set you free. So when we're talking about growing in faith today, I was thinking about what we should do here on the declaration segment, what we should declare over ourselves. And I think if we can make declarations of truth, that's the best way to grow in faith. Because we can go any which way, we can convince ourselves of anything but if we're not grounded in truth and we're not grounded in the word, we're not going to grow in our faith and we're not going to experience true freedom and the freedom and relationship with God that we're offered through Christ. And so when he says, abide in my word, that just means to get in your Bible, spend time with God. There are so many apps that you can download on your phone. There's the Version Bible app which just looks like a mini Bible, it says Holy Bible on the app. And if you open that up, it's free. There are so many different Bible reading plans that you could do straight on your phone. And they have a verse of the day and a verse of the day widget, which I just put on my home screen. And so every time I open my phone, I see the verse of the day, which today it says, Proverbs sixteen nine. the heart of the man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So every day when I open my phone, the first thing I see in scripture, and to me, that's a way that I can abide in the word. Now, you can download one of these apps. You can go on BibleGateway.com, which is a great place to read scripture straight on the web on your computer. Of course, you can have a traditional print Bible. I have a number of those, and read it whenever you can. Sometimes it can feel intimidating on knowing where to start, though. (laughs) And so I recommend checking out, if you don't know where to start, getting the YouVersion Bible app and looking at their reading plans because they have different plans on how to read the Bible on different topics and devotionals, and it can really help you to get started. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we can make on our journey with God is to not abide in the Word and to not spend as much time in the Bible. And so when we're talking about growing in our faith, the number one way to do that is spending time and really reading and seeing what this is all about. What does Jesus say? What was he like? What did he teach? What is God all about? What can we learn from that? And from there, like he says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We're not set free by Instagram quotes. (laughs) We're not set free by podcast episodes. We're not set free by anything but the truth of God. And so when it comes to growing in faith, we can start, just start with the word, start with the gospel. Remind yourself, who is Jesus? How did he come to earth? What did he do while he was here? He died for us? He rose from the dead? What is this all about? And start from there. And you'll never go wrong. I have to start from there all the time. This is not just something that, you know, you do when you're new to being a Christian. I think it's something that we can constantly go back to, reminding ourselves of the truth of the gospel and declaring the truth will set me free. So the second part of this is what are we being set free from? (laughs) Well... The Bible talks a lot about the flesh and the works of the flesh and the evil in this world. And when we're free in Christ, we're free from ourselves. We're free from our own sin. We're free from our struggles. We're, well, I don't necessarily want to say free from our struggles because it's not like we're never going to struggle again, but we are free from being controlled by our struggles we're free from them controlling our life and how we view the world when we can view the world in light of the gospel and in light of of christ and in light of what god has done for us and so suddenly i might still experience anxiety but i'm free from it (laughs) it doesn't control me anymore so when i experience anxiety I can take it to the truth of the word. I can take it under the Lord and take every thought captive to Christ and declare the truth will set me free. So today I'm declaring I'm free from anxiety in Christ. Freedom doesn't mean that, you know, the anxiety will never come. It means that it doesn't control you and it doesn't rule you. And so even though it might still come up, Christ is bigger than that. The truth is bigger than all of it, all of the struggles, all of the pain, all of the things that we go through. He's bigger than all of that. And as we grow in our faith, and as we come to know Christ deeper, and as we spend more time with God, and more time in the word, and more time fellowshipping with other Christians, if you don't know where to start, Start with the Bible, or if you need someone to talk to, you can message me at Christabel Braden. I would love to connect with you um, and or connect you with somebody that might be a good fit for you to talk with, and... Just know that you don't have to do this alone. We can't grow in faith, in isolation. We have to learn from other people, and we have to learn from other places. Now, one more thing would be to listen to teaching of sound doctrine and sound teachers on YouTube or online somewhere. Some of my favorite teachers to listen to is Lisa Harper, Christine Kane, and Priscilla Shirer. And you know, if you listen to one of those, they are going to give you something good, (laughs) something doctrinally sound. I love all three of those Bible teachers. They are my personal go-tos. So when I'm like, I'm spinning out of control, God, I need some help. I need to grow in my faith today. What I do is I will put on a Priscilla Scherr sermon. I'll put on a Lisa Harper. I'll put on Christine Kane, and I will listen to their teaching and remind myself, It's Okay. The truth is here and the truth will set me free. So declare that the truth will set me free and know that you are free in Christ and you are growing in your faith. If you've been following me on social media, you know, I've been posting over the last month, all about growing because I have a song called growing that just came out. And so I've been posting a lot about this concept, about growing through our struggles and growing through our pain and so, um, yeah, it's just been on my heart. <laughs> so I'm excited to share this conversation with my friend Shante. She's gone through her own journey recently on growing, and she's going to share some of that with you guys today. So thanks for listening. So glad you're here. And let's go into the conversation with Shante. <laughs> Welcome, Shante. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk to everyone. Yeah. So Shantae was actually one of the first people that I had on here back in the beginning of last year, and she talked about creative freedom. Today, she's back to share more of what she's learned over the last year and encouragement with you all. So welcome back,
1: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, that's crazy. It feels like forever. That literally feels like 2 years ago to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so 2020 was a big year. <laughs> no,
1: it's true, man.
0: A lot yeah. happened. Yeah. So do you want to share some of your testimony? Just get right into it. Yeah, absolutely. I It's
1: crazy to think that was a year ago because I feel like a completely different person from who I was when I recorded that podcast. During the pandemic, I just went through a really big spiritual journey with God. And it was really the result of asking him to define himself to me. And when he came in and answered that prayer, literally everything changed. When I recorded that podcast in February, I was a part of a religious tradition that I'd grown up in. And during the pandemic, God actually took me out of that and retaught me the Bible and just, yeah, like I said, you know, defined himself to me. I'm so grateful. I don't even really know where to begin (laughs) talking about it because it's so much, but
0: I'm very excited. (laughs) I like how you said that God began to define himself to you. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to have false ideas of who God is that are not biblically sound and that are not true. You know, it's really easy to feel like, well, because of my experience, my experience in life has been bad. Therefore, God is not good. You Mm -hmm. know, and we draw conclusions that are not based on truth, but that are based on other Mm -hmm. things. (laughs) Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, I think a part of what he's taught me is that if you really want to understand who God is and you have to be open to intimacy with him, the formula that I learned is really, it has like one ingredient and that is to just come up, come to him and be willing. And then, you know, after that willingness, it opens up a whole universe or a world of things for how God can come in and inform you of who he is. It's really beautiful, but that was one of the most surprising things to me because there are certain things that are normal in my communication with him now that I just had not experienced before. I mean, and I think it's really the stuff of understanding that God is supernatural and he's omnipotent and all powerful. And I'd understood him as this faraway construct, but I hadn't really experienced intimacy with him in the way that I have now. And that all changed. I mean, I don't know if that it's really actually been a year because the process started really as soon as we all became friends. Like, you know, there's a friend group we have. I think we talked about this last time, but
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you as um, Krista, which have also been on the podcast and just observing you guys in your relationship, I began to understand that God was a lot deeper and you know different than than who I thought he was and that really opened up the conversation between us and that's when he was like yeah let me teach you some things girl you're missing out (laughs) and so in July is when I decided to after studying decided to leave uh, the religion that I was a part of and then after that it's just been like an upward progression like God is kept teaching me things and, you know, it never ends. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. So, yeah. And as you mentioned, uh, we're friends, we're friends outside of this. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I've seen in you is this growth of freedom. Do you want to talk about freedom in Christ and what that means to you and how you found that?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was just saying to you before this started that I will never stop being grateful and I think that this is, this is how I feel like all the time. I, <laughs> life can be so hard sometimes. And one of the lessons that God is teaching me recently is that although life can be imperfect and can be very challenging, he's really home. I'll always have peace, security, and freedom in him. And I always have access to this intimacy with him. And so that has been freeing. And then also just learning sound doctrine. There are certain things that mainstream Christianity knows that I just never knew was true. And it unfolded different layers of God that I didn't know about. For example, you know, the fact that there is life after death. I didn't grow up believing that. That has given me so much hope. And even it's helped me understand that God is so loving and so jealous for us that he never wants the relationship with us to end unless we choose to be out of his presence because of, you know, freedom of choice. And I didn't know that existed. I didn't know. <laughs> I've had a few family members pass during the pandemic, and it's very comforting for me to know that, you know, there is life after, and they loved God, there's life after death, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, I was taught that Someone couldn't know that they had received the gift of salvation, which is in direct contrast to the Bible, what the Bible teaches. And so just even knowing that, like waking up and, and knowing that heaven is actually my inheritance and I don't have to be self-deprecating or feel like, you know, what is life? Oh. or Like, man, no, like really, I actually get to go there. <laughs> I choose it. I'm going to (laughs) go and Jesus is going to be waiting for me.
0: (laughs) The confidence that we can have in Christ. I mean, Paul writes about it in the epistles. So, so many, I can think of so many verses, the confidence that we have in our faith Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and knowing that for sure, it is possible to have that freedom in Christ and to know for sure that you're in him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I never knew. (laughs) I never knew. And I'm grateful now because, you know, although I'm pretty much the only one in my family who is outside of the religious tradition that I grew up in, I'm thankful that I get to teach my kids about that truth. You know, they'll get to know that part of God and they'll get to have that hope and and teach other people. It literally changes everything. I almost felt like man christians y'all y'all had this secret the whole time (laughs) everybody's not up in here having a party like (laughs) i i was so excited like i was waking up in the morning opening my eyes and just like smiling like i'm saved (laughs) (laughs) it is the
0: best gift (laughs) that's so great (laughs) It's so great. So, you've talked about how you've gotten a deeper intimacy with the Lord. Can you share, first of all, what does that look like? And then, second of all, how can somebody get there? Mm-hmm. So, I'll
1: answer the second question first, because what I learned is that when I actually ask God to teach me of Himself, without looking to man to give me whatever sort of ephemeral human definition that they had of him. Um, then that's when I obviously began to learn him, right. Like if you want to get to know someone, you got to go directly to them. You don't go to everybody else to find out what their ideals are of are, of are that Why can't I say that? <laughs> you don't go to everybody else to figure out who that person is, you go directly to the source. And so I prayed that prayer and God started to unfold the Bible to me and just deconstruct a lot of lies that I had learned. And then after that, um, or I wouldn't say after that, cause I think I'm still in the process of learning things, but because I understood that he was so much different and so much bigger than I could really ever have imagined. Um, I just was like, I, I have to be willing. I don't know how you cannot show up and just be willing to learn of someone. Like, you know, when you don't have a good handle on something, you can't control it, right? You can't like define it. You have to let it define itself. And so I remember just being open and it honestly came from a place of worship. I showed up and I said, God. I love you and I want to love you so deeply, God. I want the deepest intimacy that I could possibly have with you. And God loves that. Like when you show up like that, God is like, well, let's go. All right, now come on. (laughs) And that's, that's how the intimacy began. And so intimacy for me it's looked like so many different things and it keeps blossoming. I'm learning that God, he loves us through our personality too. And so for me, that that's meant sometimes sitting in worship. You know, I'm learning to allow God to define how he wants to spend time with me during the day. So the word is always important. It's always important to be in the word and, and parsing through and allowing him to give you revelation. So that's always the base, but I'm also learning that every day that I wake up, it's not every day that God is gonna be like, okay, yeah, you know, read Ephesians today. Sometimes he's like, "Shante, I want you to create today and I'm going to give you a vision of what that art piece is gonna look like, or um, I'm gonna piece together something. You know, we're gonna create this, this art piece together. We're gonna create this song together. Or Shantae, grab your guitar and start playing these songs. And as you sing, whatever you hear, for me is what I want you to sing out loud. And as I do that, you know, he's giving me messages like, Shantae, this is who I I think you are. You are a royal priesthood. Um, Shantae, that question that you have, the answer is coming soon. Don't give up. Those are like before this, I think I would have been open to spontaneous worship because uh, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm just pretty open, like very (laughs) open. You're a free spirit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a free spirit. Right. (laughs) So, but I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know about prophetic worship and Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's I knew he could do it. I just didn't sit in that space and I didn't also believe that I had as much access to it as we all do.
0: That is huge, what you just said. You didn't believe that you had as much access to him. Mm. And, you know, so many of us believe that lie. That, oh, well, we'll watch Bethel worship online or we'll watch a Hillsong video or something like that. And we'll see these people singing and worshiping and doing spontaneous Worship and just connecting with God, and it's just beautiful. We think that's so amazing that they have that, but we Mm -hmm. don't really realize we all got the same Holy Spirit. (laughs) You know, we all have access to God, but like Mm. you said, it's a willingness. What you started when you're talking about the intimacy, you said, I told him I was willing. You were open. You wanted to hear from him. And the way you described the spontaneous worship, it's beautiful. Yeah, just singing to God and he'll give you things. And maybe you're not a singer. Maybe you're a writer. So maybe you start writing and you let God work through your pen. Or maybe you're a painter and you let God work through the art. You know, we all have access to receiving from him in beautiful ways, in beautiful spaces. Maybe you're a dancer. You know, and I, yes. you, you dance with, with the spirit. There's just so many ways to be intimate with him. And it's not all, it doesn't all look like just tradition, the way that you might think of it.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of something. I remember a while ago observing, I think it was Holly. It's a holiday and it's based in Hinduism. I was observing how people sort of were worshiping and it was filled with things from the arts. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't believe the same thing, but I think it's really amazing how they understand that their creativity is supposed to be a form of worship. Um, And that has always been an amazing contrast to me because I would look at Christianity and and of how we would go to church for one day out of the week and we would like, you know, present well, we'd raise our hands in the air, we'd sing the worship songs, and then we would kind of dust our hands off and walk out the building and just forget until the next day, the next, you know, uh, the next church gathering. And This is so opposite of who God is. He is too intimate to be met once a week. He wants to be involved in every fiber of our being. Everything, everything is a conversation. Everything, all the time. He's always, one thing I've learned about God is he's always talking. In the beginning of this process of uncovering him, where I think I was learning, or I'm still learning about how much he loves me. And so- I needed that reassurance that he was always there, always there, just waiting. And so I would go to sleep. And as soon as I, I opened my eyes, I'd say, Jesus. And then he would literally say this phrase to me. He'd be like, hmm, like that. And um, if I could provide a visual for that, imagine God resting his face on his chin, sort of just like waiting, right? Right. He's like, like, I've always been here waiting for you. And that's not the perfect example. But it's just that reassurance that he offered of like, I'm so eager for you. Just understanding. And I think this is really important. Like, every human needs to know this, that God is actually delighted with us. He wants us. Like, he desires us. When the Bible says he's jealous for us, he wants all the time. Not because he is strict or demanding or uh, restrictive. It's because he's in love with us. He loves every part of us. Every part.
0: And he wants to hear from us. Right. He wants yeah. conversation. He wants like conversation. Like so many times we feel like maybe we're bothering him. But what you mm. just described, you know, he, he's waiting. He's waiting on us. He, he's patient. He's loving. Right. He cares. He wants to hear from us.
1: Mm. All the time. Always. Anything that you could ever think of. There's nothing too small or too ugly for him, you know? And we believe that about human beings. We'll go very quickly to vent to a friend or to tell them about how our day was. You know, but for some reason, we have a really hard time believing that God wants everything, every part of us. And... Life would honestly be so much easier if we gave him access to everything.
0: Yeah. That's kind of a good segue into something else I wanted to ask you about, which is mental health and anxiety and dealing with, you know, difficult things that come up in life and difficult seasons. You know, how how do you get through those times? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the
1: first thing that came to mind was understanding some of the roots of things that you experience around mental health. So I think for me, when I experience certain emotions now, I don't see them just as like a chemical thing that's happening in my body. I I understand them as spiritual attacks that sometimes that is what's actually happening
0: yeah it's not always a spiritual attack but sometimes it is right exactly yeah. and i think
1: that's an important point because i have heard some voices in the christian community like say that that, that person now needs to go be delivered
0: yeah how it's does extreme. that help? yeah yeah it's extreme <laughs> it's extreme when you're in Christ. Doesn't mean you're never going to have anxiety again. Doesn't mean you're never going to have depression again. Sometimes these things will come, especially when life circumstances leads to it. We're in a pandemic. (laughs) People are going to be depressed. People are going to be anxious, you know, or, you know, losing a family member. Things happen. Emotions are real. They're real things, and it's okay to feel them.
1: Wow. Right. I didn't
0: mean to to cut you off or interject or anything, but I feel like that's an important point you made because we do have to understand the root. Mm -hmm. We have to understand it's not always a spiritual attack, but sometimes it is going to be. And that's where that intimacy with God comes in. When you really spend time with him and spend time in his word and know him, you can discern, is this anxiety? Is this founded? Is this like, did I have a experience in my life that warrants this feeling or is it just here Mm. out of nowhere? Mm -hmm. Is there a basis for this? If there is, let's, let's address that with truth. You know, if you've gone through something difficult in your life, well, maybe you need to heal with God. Maybe you need to see a therapist. Maybe you need to heal through that. Maybe you need to do some healing work on healing from the trauma to combat it you know or whatever it is finding the root and addressing that with truth that is how you get through it I think
1: yeah it's true so for me now if I notice that something is off especially I'm I pay attention to the season I'm in I think that God God is very capable of communicating to us the direction we're going in right but he also kind of gives us this sense of like a seasonal shift. So I can tell when something is coming. I might not always know what it is or be able to define it, but I can sense like, Lord, my life is at a turning point. Like there's something different. Like, you're doing something. I see that you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> so when I know that something is shifting and then I see a, a spiritual attack, This is when I know that it's time to actively speak out against it. Um, I think that's the difference between struggling with a mental illness consistently and then sometimes having those moments where it's like, what in the world? Like, yo, this came out of nowhere and it's trying to like snatch me, (laughs) snatch me up. So when I have those moments, I ask for him to show me what it is. I'll say, Lord, I feel off right now. What am I dealing with? And then I'll start to speak out against it. And it's hard, I'm not gonna lie to you because there are times when you feel low where you just you almost feel like you don't have the energy. You don't have the energy um, to even declare it. And I just learned this, when you don't feel like you're strong enough to even do that, just worshiping. You don't have to have the perfect words to say but just knowing that God is good. And as soon as you open your eyes saying, Lord, I do not have the answers, God. I feel stuck, but God, I know you're faithful. I know that you don't change. I know that you're always here. Ooh, mm, Excuse me <laughs> I'm about the cry. Wow. I know that you're always here. I know that you're faithful, God and so i just thank you i praise you i honor you god thank you so much and that's what carries you through to the other side and you might you might still not have the answers that you need but you know that he's faithful and this is what helps to ground me um right now i have so many questions in life but i have joy and it's even it's even it's such an important lesson that he defined it very specifically to me. He said, Shantae, I'm doing something. You don't know what it is, but I command you to have joy. This is what your assignment is in this season. You have to choose joy and you have to praise those two, those two components. And this is what is going to breathe life into, into me in every situation. Like, Just like the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is your strength it's really
0: true. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> it's beautiful just what you explained there to just declare his faithfulness over your life when you don't know what's coming, when you don't understand what's happened, <laughs> when you don't feel confident even about where you are today. You know, when everything is up in the air, everything is uncertain. Maybe you don't like what's happened in your life. Maybe you don't like where you see it going. Maybe you feel like you lost purpose or you're just unsure. Instead of allowing that to define you, to declare his faithfulness and allowing what he says about you to define you. And knowing God is not about knowing everything about Him. (laughs) Knowing God is about being with Him, spending time with Him, being in the Word, getting to know who He is, His character, knowing how He's going to respond. When you know somebody, you know how they're going to respond. Like, Shantae is a good friend of mine. If I call her up, And I have some good news. I know she's gonna be like, woo, girl, because I know her. (laughs) That's what she's gonna do, right? (laughs) Right? That's exactly (laughs) it. It's true. And I know that that's gonna be her reaction (laughs) simply because I know her and I've spent time with her. So if I have good news, she's my hype girl. She is my hype girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if I need some hyping up, she is going to be right there because I've spent enough time with her to know that. If with God, when we spend time with him, we learn how he reacts. So if I'm upset and I call Shantae, I know she's going to ask questions and she's going to listen because that's what she does. I know if I go to her in joy, in excitement, if I go to her in tears, I know how she's going to react. When we spend time with God, we learn how he's going to react with us. So when we go to him in joy, we know he's going to rejoice with us. When we go to him in tears, we know he's going to hug us. You know, he's going to wrap us in his spirit. And we know that because we've spent time with him to know it. And so... When it comes to knowing God and intimacy with Him, like we've been talking about, and like Shantae said, in her own journey, it was it started with being willing and just being open. God, what do you have to show me? What do you have to teach me? Spending more time with Him, singing with Him, getting to know Him, being intimate with Him in everything that you do, trusting that He's faithful even when your life might not always feel like it. And knowing God is not... It doesn't mean that you have a degree in theology. Not everyone's called to do that. That's not how you know God. And I can tell you this because I'm a couple months away from a master's in theology. I'm graduating in May. I know that I know personally that head knowledge doesn't get you anywhere. And I know that because Mm. I've taken these classes. It's taught me a lot, (laughs) not discounting what I've learned in school. It's been incredible, but it only I only learn more about God through these classes if I go to Him personally about my, the material that I'm learning, if I take it to God, if I allow him to speak through what I'm learning, about theology and what I'm learning about the Bible, you can have all the head knowledge about religion and theology and the Bible, you can have all the head knowledge but not know how He's going to react. In different moments with you. Mm-hmm. That's when it comes to to knowing him and having friendship with Jesus and relationship with God. There's this old hymn, What a Friend I Have in Jesus. It's a beautiful hymn. And I remember as a kid, I would be like, <laughs> I don't I always felt weird about it because I, I felt like I didn't really understand what it was saying. Like I knew it was saying, What a friend we have in Jesus. I'm like, wow, he's my friend. But I I was like, he's. I didn't Mm. get what, what, and of course, as a kid, you don't always get that. But more recently, I've started to realize, like, that's what God wants with us. He wants friendship with us. And how amazing that we get to be friends with the Savior of the world.
1: (laughs) What? Man, that doesn't make any kind of sense. Like, (laughs) that just, how's that for, like, LinkedIn, right?
0: (laughs) LinkedIn? the ultimate contact Oh, like the ultimate connection <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, you'd have a mutual connection with everyone <laughs> when you're exactly to God. <laughs>
1: okay, I have to say this because I learned just in navigating creative life, you know uh, as someone who's like a I guess a creative entrepreneur uh, in some way, <laughs> just learning that everything I seek or any opportunity. I get is really from him. No one can take it from me if God says it's mine. And that has helped to ground me. And I imagine will still continue in the future. I just, I want to offer that to anyone listening to who's a creative, because it's kind of the opposite of what the industry will teach you. You know, yes, work hard. Yes, study your craft. And yes, go out there and like, You know, seize opportunity, but also know that what you're doing is showing God that you're willing, but it's not really your own efforts that are getting you the opportunity. God's doing that. He's the one who's driving the machine. And so as long as you are willing, he's going to come in and fill the space always. That's just like a principle for life.
0: Yeah, I love that. So before we go, I did want to mention slash ask you about your music. I know you have... A song out called good enough do you want to talk a little bit about that song
1: sure i can <laughs> i do have a song out um i have a few more that i've recorded that hopefully will will be published soon publish is that the correct yeah it works <laughs> release publish you know
0: i think release <laughs> right <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: um yeah yeah that song talks about I'm Just feeling inadequate when, you know, God is showing you this big love that he has. Feeling inadequate or just like feeling like, how am I worthy to receive that? And also sometimes the, the lies that we can tell ourselves um, that we're not worthy, you know, we're not capable of even filling the shoes that God has called us to fill. And then by the end of the song, it flips around. It's just a short song. It flips around and it says, but I know it's a lie because your love is too kind to think ill of me. So any lie that you could ever think or the enemy could ever project at you, you really have to understand it as him trying to flex, like a power flex. Like he's he's intimidated because he knows that you have everything you need. (laughs) He knows that you have this big love and the only thing left that he can do is really sort of just bully you or at least try to like poke you and annoy you so that you, if by chance, like if you allow him to start to believe the lie that you're not worthy. But um, like the song says, you are good enough because he's enough and you're his child, you're a royal priesthood and nothing ever gets to disqualify you from that.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing so much today. I know this is really going to bless everyone who hears it and just Yay. connection with the Lord. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So how can people get in touch with you? At Shantae Inu on Instagram? Yes.
1: yes. Um, uh, well, on everything, it's always at Shantae Inu. It's C-H-A-N-T-E-E-N-U.
0: beautiful all right thank you so much and any last encouraging words you might want to share with everyone or yeah i just i want to encourage everyone listening to pray that prayer
1: i want you to sit down you know something i've learned is to keep a like a i call it a holy spirit journal (laughs) you know get yourself a journal or something to write down what god is saying to you and and I would encourage you to continue to ask him this simple prayer. Lord, please define yourself to me and just be very open to what he is saying to you. Um, Stay in your word. Allow him to reveal the Bible to you and unwrap its layers. The, the, The word tells us that God is a God of mystery. And the only way that you can truly know him is through intimacy and relationship. And so... I just want to encourage you to do that. And I also want to congratulate you because the journey after you pray that prayer is so fulfilling and so nutrient dense. And I know that you're going to love it. And so I'm excited for you. And I pray that you will pray that prayer.
0: It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Shante. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Declaration Life. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Declaration Life or at Christabelbrayden.com slash Declaration Life.